Welcome, welcome to the Baptist Broadcast. I'm glad you guys were able to tune in. Uh, you'll notice there's a few different things. I just kind of try to change up the lighting here every once in a while and uh, make things a little interesting. And also some new music, so that's good. Um, I, I actually found out that I could I could get like 10 free uh, music tracks, uh, stock music tracks from uh, my Adobe subscription, which I had no idea that that was a possibility. So here we are with a little bit of improvement. And today what I want to do is I want to talk about a very important distinction that's made in the scriptures time and time again, or at least it's referred to and the distinction itself is implied in the reference to these two notions. Those two notions being earth and heaven. There's always this uh, talk in scripture or uh, even contrast in scripture between earth and heaven. I think it's very important that we understand what the contrast is, what the difference is, or the nature of the difference between those two things. Because if we get it wrong, we end up in something like Gnosticism. What Gnosticism taught, and and, and its predecessor, Docetism, which was more theological in nature and less metaphysical, was that uh, matter, or we might say in modern, more modern parlance, physicality, was evil. It was something not to be desired. Uh, and it was more or less seen as, as a prison from which we are to escape. And this kind of thinking derives ultimately, I believe, from Plato. Um, but it, it, it eventually developed into what we call Gnosticism. So this, this staunch separation and opposition between earth and heaven in material terms is Gnosticism. And that's something we need to be careful not to fall into. I think oftentimes when we hear earth and heaven, we hear literal and spiritual. All right. That's another distinction uh, that is Gnostic in nature. In our hermeneutics, when we talk about the literal and the spiritual, or we juxtapose those two things, we're actually carrying in some Gnostic uh, language and, and even some Gnostic uh, assumptions there that we should be careful to avoid. So what is the nature of the distinction between heaven and earth? Well, it's quite simple, but I think um, I, 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 I could start by saying I understand there to be a correspondence to one measure or another of earth and heaven to law and gospel, okay? So when we're thinking about how something earthly comes to pass. And oftentimes you hear people talk about the earthly temple or the earthly nation of Israel or uh, earthly possessions and all of this, earthly government. Um, in terms of how earthly things come to pass in, in the vein of, of that kind of usage of it, um, you might think of law, civil government, for example, that exists in the here and now, we would term earthly, in the sense that it is constituted upon the basis of law. And every citizen in every country is in a sort of covenant of works with that country. They must obey or there will be penalties, right? That's a 
that's a covenant of works. It derives ultimately from the Noahic covenant given in Genesis 8 and 9. And, um, and, and so that's one way to understand earthly in a legal covenant of works sense. And then understanding the heavenly, we might understand that which comes unilaterally by God himself. There are no conditions. It's given by grace alone. So law, gospel. Law is earthly. Gospel is heavenly. The problem you run into with making a distinction like that and, and, and using the law-gospel distinction or applying the law-gospel distinction to the earth and, and heaven contrast is you have people who will say, well, good laws are actually heavenly laws. They come from God, right? All truth is God's truth and all that. Well, yes, it's true. But in terms of how either uh, earthly or heavenly things come to pass, how they are obtained by creatures or enjoyed by creatures, uh, those things are to be seen, I believe, in relationship to law and gospel. It seems to be what the scripture insinuates. Um, and you might you might understand this in terms of typology and uh, anti-typology. So um, we understand that the law, especially the Mosaic law, gave or administered certain types of, which were intended to look forward to heavenly things and better things and greater things. The temple, the holy of holies, right? And the tabernacle before all of that. Those things were intended to look toward heavenly things, and we would call them earthly, right? They were earthly because they were constituted by virtue of law, and they came through the law. They were not new covenant uh, institutions. They were old covenant legal institutions intended to point towards something other and greater. Um, and so we might be able to understand the earth and heaven distinction in terms of the... Um, trying to understand where that beeping sound is coming. That's actually from my desk. Uh, I have an electronic a, a desk that, that raises and lowers. And um, uh, I've been trying to figure out where that beeping has been coming from for a while. And it's, and it's right there. Um, anyway, we might understand the, the distinction between earth and heaven uh, in terms of typology and anti-typology, right? So uh, types are often visible and external, and those types, which are visible, external, earthly, give way to heavenly realities. Uh, we don't worship in earthly or carnal ways anymore. With animal sacrifices and all of that, we worship on this side of the first advent of Christ, on this side of the institution of the new covenant, in spirit and in truth, right? In a heavenly way. Okay, so we can understand the distinction between earth and heaven in that sense. We could understand the distinction between earth and heaven in a lesser, greater, relate in terms of a lesser, greater relationship. Earthly things are good, but they're not as great and as surpassing as heavenly things are. For example, the uh, the temple, the earthly temple, uh, was good. It was something that was instituted by God. In fact, the design of it was revealed by God himself. So it was good. Was it the end uh, of God's redemptive plan? In other words, was it the perfection of it? No, it wasn't. It was a stepping stone in that plan. It was looking forward to the perfection of that plan. So you have a you have a, a lesser, greater uh, dynamic here in the contrast between earth and heaven. Um, 
we may when 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 sometimes uh, Paul especially does this uses the contrast between earth and heaven in relationship to sin. So or, you know, setting your mind on the things of the earth is said to be sinful. But we have to understand what Paul means by that. He doesn't mean material possessions. He doesn't mean about. He doesn't mean thinking about you know your material possessions and how to steward them and how to even uh, grow them in some sense and and invest them wisely. That's not what he's talking about. Because he defines what he's talking about in places like Colossians 3, 5, where he says, put to death your members which are on the earth. Now, he doesn't mean to cut off your feet, which stand upon the the earth, right? God's creation. Um, what he means is put to death fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Those things are sins. And so what he's understanding uh, earthly things to be here are not material things, but are 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 sinful things. Um, in Philippians 3, 18 through 19, for many walk of whom I told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ whose end is, is destruction, whose God is their belly. Okay, this is greed. Um, it is uh, covetousness and whose glory is in their shame. Uh, so they find glory in their sin, who set their mind on earthly things. Now, he's not there talking about uh, just just the thinking of and considering y your material possessions. He's not thinking, uh, he, Paul's not condemning people for uh, oogling at a sunset, right? Or uh, for spouses enjoying one another's company and, and thinking that one another is a beautiful person, right? That's not what, Paul's not getting at that here. So Paul's not being a Gnostic, in other words. He's not saying that these material possessions are bad because that's not what he means by earthly things. Setting your mind on earthly things, I think, refers to lower appetites. Um, in the Middle Ages, this was a popular distinction, and it, and it's one that we would have done well to keep. That in the soul, in the human soul, well, actually, let me back up. Animals have a kind of a soul, right? And and oftentimes you get Christians today that will just totally deny the uh, the souls of animals. And and usually when they deny the souls of animals, what they what they what they mean by that is that they don't have souls like human beings, and that's true. But animals do have a kind of soul. It's their it's the seed of their intellect, and it's called a sensitive soul, right? And 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 it's what modern scientists call the instinct the faculty of instinct in an animal's thought process. And um, so the medievals would, would consider that the, uh, the sensitive soul. And so animals make decisions purely based on sensation. Oh, I'm hungry. I need to hunt for food. Oh, that hurts. I need to get away from what's hurting me. And, and, and they, they, oh, you know, we need to procreate and pass on our genes and all of this. Um, there, there are all sorts of, of sensations that animals experience that uh, they move and live according to, right? And that's all they move and live according to. It's just a sensory soul that guides them, we might say. Um, and and we, might, we might just understand that as a collection of lower appetites, um, things that are here on the earth, concerned only with what's right in front of your eyes, and 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 understood through sensation only. 
humans have that ability. Uh, ability. They, they, they actually begin thought with that ability. All knowledge begins in the senses. But it doesn't end there for the human being because human beings can think of much higher thoughts. And, and the knowledge that they gather th- from creation actually doesn't end with just knowledge of material things. It actually takes our thoughts higher. For example, the contemplation of a sunset. We don't just look at the colors and, and apprehend the colors of a sunset and the sun. We move beyond that to, to express an, uh, an impression of beauty, right? And so, and oftentimes, um, those who aren't suppressing the truth and unrighteousness constantly allow that sunset to take them toward thoughts of God, right? Um, oh, that's beautiful. And then the next thought is, look at what God has created and the beauty of God's creation. So our thoughts go beyond uh, a mere sensory perception. Uh, they go on to higher appetites. However, what sin does is it dethrones the human being, so to speak. It 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 it, it causes men. We can think of Nebuchadnezzar and the kind of, um, you know, kind of animal uh, state that he was delivered into. Um, that he behaved like a beast, right? And that's what sin does. It actually uh, causes man to degrade himself. This is why when you look at society and the and you know things like transgenderism and bodily mutilation and and uh, living according to passions and lusts and sensation only, right? They they are dehumanizing themselves to the extent that they live like that. So earth and heaven can also refer to um, earthly concerns and that's all you have, in which case you've basically made yourself into an animal. Um, and and uh, not only earthly, but heavenly concerns that that we are to be aimed toward, that we are to love and pursue, right? We're, we're to uh, we're to uh, not only have earthly uh, affections and uh, or earthly appetites, but we're to have these higher appetites for godly, heavenly things. So I hope that this was a helpful uh, kind of a a, a survey. Um, of of this this distinction between um, uh, of this distinction between uh, earth and heaven, uh, and of course, if there are any questions, you can let me know through email on the website joshsummer.org. Contact me there. If this video was helpful, please give me a, a thumbs up. If not, give me a thumbs down. Uh, and if you're if you're in the mood, press that red button, subscribe, and uh, get on uh, the channel so you have continued notifications. God bless you guys.